0: to long legged beasties the podcast that puts horror movies in their proper place i'm your host susan art with me as always are my pals brian crescenti hello and adam Sessler. why hello So when we say we're putting horror movies in their proper place, what we mean is we're finding the correct genre to slot them into. And we're starting with a list of seven, I think, uh, for the
1: overarching ones. Brian, why don't you give us a quick reminder of what those are? Yeah, so basically uh, uh, seven overarching uh, genres are creature, like creature feature, gore, uh, the killer, paranormal, psychological, science, and uh, nature.
0: Excellent. Now obviously we're going to run into subgenres of those. There's you can break down creature movies into, you know, from space or they're giant monsters or whatever. But uh that we'll develop those as we go. So this week we have a classic movie on the list, and Adam is going to tell us all about it and why we picked it.
2: This is Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Um, This came out in 1963. It's considered the last of the great Alfred Hitchcock movies uh, and actually one of the only two horror movies he made, uh, the obvious other one being Psycho, which everyone has talked about and The Birds doesn't get talked about nearly as much. Uh, But it should be because it definitely has some of the most famous set pieces that uh, Alfred Hitchcock ever put together, uh, involving a jungle gym, involving, well, birds, Birds in a house, birds outside, birds are scary. More or less, that's kind of the plot of the movie. It involves um, the daughter of the editor of the San Francisco paper that is never named. Her name is Melanie Daniels, and she meets a lawyer named Mitch Brenner, and they uh, definitely have some sexual tension. There's a lot of fun, and she ends up following him up to Bodega Bay, which for uh, Northern California nerds is a bay north of San Francisco. they hang out there, and then inexplicably, and with no explanation ever coming from the movie, which is one of the most interesting aspects, I believe, uh, birds start attacking people. And they, attack, they start to attack them in ever-increasing and violent ways. Uh, they seem to come in waves um, ever so often, and then they seem to stop inexplicably, uh, and it becomes sort of a very tense sort of standoff inside a house at the very end uh, as they try to deal with with a uh, very, very large and dangerous bird attack. Um, it Probably in describing it, it sounds a little bit crazy, but at least personally for me, I found it way more effective than I thought it was. I don't think I've seen this um, film since I was a child.
0: Yeah, I had not, I, I knew I had seen it at some point in my life, but then I just watched it, uh, for the first time in a very long time yesterday. And interestingly, I found the first half of the movie much more interesting than the second half. Like, yeah, I know for, to be clear, fully half the movie is just about this woman following this guy to Bodega Bay for the weekend because she okay, so here's what happens. First of all, this woman is a jerk.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, she is.
2: <laughs> she's a
0: complete tool. He she's in a uh, she happens to be in a pet shop trying to buy a bird. When he walks in, he wants to get his little baby sister a pair of lovebirds for her birthday. She pretends to work at the shop. He calls her on it, and that's why she's upset with him because he figured out that she was trying to play a prank on him and she's like, Oh, you're disgraceful. You have no manners. You're rude. Because he figured out that she was lying to him. Okay. So then she follows him to Bodega Bay for the weekend so that she can give his baby sister secretly, uh, these, these lovebirds for her birthday. And they end up falling in love over the course of a few hours, which is very sixties, honestly. Um, and then, as Adam says, the, the birds start attacking. But I, I, I found, like, the full-blown man versus birds less interesting than the buildup. Like, she's, she's taking a little, a little boat out to his house on Bodega Bay so that she can sneak in and leave the bird cage with a little note and then sneak away. And while she's sneaking away, a gull just dive-bombs her and just bites her head and flies away. And that sort of build up of like one bird, and then and then the bird the, a few more birds attack a, a, a children's birthday party. That to me was much more tense and unnerving than all the birds in the world trying to break down the door.
1: Yeah, I I think it's interesting. Uh, so I, as I was rewatching it recently, uh, first getting back to like the characters. Um, they're not really likable, <laughs> you know, at the beginning. Really not. not in either of them. <laughs> like, it's like he, you know, uh, Rod Taylor is is uh, this attorney, but like it becomes clear that yet yeah, while Tippy Hedren is pretending to work there, he knows it. He knows it from the get go, and he's like pushing her buttons, and she's pushing his buttons back. And uh, the thing that I found so amusing early on was that, and my wife and I had this whole discussion about it, she goes from being like, you know, I'm going to buy these birds just to show him, to I'm going to bring him to his place, to I'm going to drive out to this bay two hours away, to I'm going to get in a boat. It's like, at what point do you realize you're a stalker? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Exactly. Exactly. And then she's asking, she she wants to uh, find out his little sister's name so she can put you know, the proper name on the card. So she, so now she asks around town and nobody's sure. So she tracks down the local school teacher just to find out this kid's yeah. name. By the way, local school teacher yep. is from San Francisco, moved to Bodega Bay after she and the lawyer broke up just so she could be close to him because she really likes him a lot. What is up with this guy? What yeah. does he do to uh, and, and
1: Can we just real quickly address the 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 bird, so to speak, in the room? And that is, <laughs> what's going on with the age difference between the mom, Rod Taylor, the 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 son, yeah. and his and his yeah. sister? There's like what? It's so like he seemed to be not much younger than his mom, but way older than his sister. I was so baffled by that. Yeah, Maybe and
2: it's, just- it's, it's 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 not it just kind of sits there where it's like, are we going to get an explanation of this? As, as well as the weird psychological issues around the mother played by Jessica Tandy. Yeah. And I think I, I found that to be kind of the strangest element of the non-bird aspect of the movie, but also because Jessica Tandy is such an accomplished actress, it really kind of highlighted the more simple ways that the characters were being developed with with, with everyone else in the movie. So I, I, I found that early part, Interesting as an anachronism, but uh, Mm. on the whole rather tedious because I guess people in the 60s thought people acted that way. And obviously it it, it really just seems kind of strange and alien, I think, to, you know, the eyes of someone in the 2020s.
0: That's what I I was wondering, because one of the things that really pushed me out of the experience is he calls his mother dear and darling. Yeah. (laughs) Which is... It's it was like, very s- strange, but I thought, okay, maybe that's just a a time difference kind of thing.
1: It would, but like that whole relationship is, I think, and this sort of starts to get into. We're skipping a, ahead a little, but it gets a little bit into what could be some of the genre defining moments, and that is this sort of uh, tension that exists between the mom and the girlfriends and and Rod Taylor that mm. like. He, he The way he speaks to her on its own isn't that big a deal. But the way she acts towards the girlfriends and some of the things she says. It's it, super weird. It's super weird. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you know, you think she's going to say when there's this moment where they're discussing this, she, you think she's going to be like, no, it's not that I am afraid of losing him. It's But she's like, no. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't want to be replaced. And it's like, oh, that's creepy.
0: <laughs> what, she, what she says is This is what I didn't understand. I did not understand the supposed difference here. Is it's not that I'm upset about the idea of him having a a girlfriend or a wife or whatever. I don't want to be abandoned.
2: Right. Yeah. And her husband had passed away four years earlier, so that's supposed to be what's underwriting it. I I, I think what was driving me crazy. um, Hitchcock is well known for never wanting to have subtext in his movie, in his movies, but. To have all of this strange dynamic between these various women in Rob Taylor's, in, 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 in Rob Taylor's life, um, it's very hard not to then try to figure out how does this kind of frame birds flying out of the sky and killing people. yeah, And like, yeah. the two don't work together. I mean, I think there have, there, have, there have been some very strange attempts to try to say that it's the explosion of the sexual tension in the movie. I think that's stretching it way beyond the point of of, of, yeah. of reason, but... I I, I think that's why I struggled so much with all this extra expository stuff. I I, I did some research. Apparently, Hitchcock wanted to kind of make the audience think, okay, when are the birds showing up? Because he did call it the birds. So if you're going to go see the movie (laughs) The Birds, you're probably expecting birds. Um, and, 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 And I get that. It's kind of like what Spielberg did with Jaws. But I wouldn't say it worked to any kind of great effect of suspense or tension.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, so let's talk about birds because, yeah. I mean, that's why we're all here, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like – there are great scenes in this movie, tons of great scenes. But I have to say the scene for me that grabbed me and – and I actually had forgotten it somehow, even though it's so amazing, is the – I love the playground scene. Everybody talks about the playground scene. But, mm-hmm. w- but what really blew me away was the insanity of the sparrow scene.
2: Oh, I oh love yeah! That I was like, yeah. "Are those real birds?
1: How do they get that many birds
2: into a room?" <laughs> and it's so it's it's yeah it's not yeah it, there's so many and I can't imagine that it was pleasant for any actor in that scene to have that many birds coming or yeah, the, the birds or the birds. right right yeah or, and, or or for the birds themselves yeah
1: and so it's and, it, to, to just a def- place in case someone hasn't seen this movie mm-hmm. like so basically. We're already unnerved a little bit because she got pecked on the head. This happens I think this happens before the party, right? It's not after the party? No, this i after, sorry, the, after party. the party, after the party. Yeah. It's after, after the, party the party
2: and I think after the school.
1: No, it's oh, before no, the school. It's before the school. Okay, okay, before no, the school. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah, so so the she's been hitting the head which everybody's like, "Oh, that's weird." And then um, they have a birthday party where there's some, I have to say, hilarious scenes of, of children laying on their yes. backs. And, and, <laughs> oh, God, I was laughing
0: so hard.
1: And, and oh, my God. Is it wrong that we all thought that was funny? <laughs> and, like, these seagulls riding the children? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, here's – here's okay. While they, uh, they did a remarkable job, given that this is 1963, and birds it, – it, are very difficult to train and control. And also there's children involved, so you don't want to put them at risk. And they did a very good job of making it look like birds were attacking the children. The birds looked pretty realistic. They did a a good job of placing them, but the kids often didn't have anything to act against. Yeah. (laughs) And also, not much imagination. No. So Although just I, th- I think
2: children by nature aren't scared of birds, maybe geese, mm. but that's yeah. it. So yeah. it's not yeah, that kind true. of in our, you know, I think in the child's DNA to be you know scared yeah. of birds. But on that note, what I found quite remarkable about this movie is its level of sadism towards children. Like, oh, that is yeah. not a common thing in horror movies. Like, kids yeah. tend to be very special, like, you know, say Friday the 13th Part 4 or, so, or something like that. Like, they tend to be used mm-hmm. in a very particular way. Here, they're, like, just fodder. Yeah, oh, yeah. they're
0: just targets, just like everybody else. Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess,
2: I, I guess like, it really hit me that this movie is uh, is quite sadistic, especially for its time.
0: I would agree with that. And that's part of why I liked it I yeah. enjoyed it and found it amusing. But to to back to to Brian's mm-hmm. The Sparrows. Yeah. The sparrows.
1: Yeah, so we So, so we okay, go ahead. I'll kick to you, I'm sorry, but just yeah. So we have the we have the playground. I mean, I'm sorry, the party. And then there is the before the party, actually, the dead seagull hits, you know, the seagull runs into a oh, a right, door. Right. And then yeah, and then so everybody's a little freaked out, they're on edge, they're like something weird's going on they go into the house and then
0: so they're they're sitting around the house and they're they're a little they're, th- the tension here is so this psycho stalker chick who i guess we're supposed to be rooting for <laughs> i guess tippy hedren uh, who was originally just going to come up drop the birds and drive all the way back to san francisco which is totally normal uh, he, has, he has harangued her into uh, staying over for dinner and then st- staying overnight to go to his little sister's birthday party the next day. And now they're all kind of, and his mom is like, who is this woman? And they're, they're sitting around the living room and everybody's nerves are just shot at this point. And they're having tea and a, what can only be described as a flood of sparrows pour forth from the chimney, filling the room and just kind of flying at everybody and pecking at them and breaking crockery and smashing windows. And it's all just so many birds. So they're a little unclear on how sparrows are supposed to actually kill you. They're a little fuzzy on those details, but the threat is implied. and well, it it's is also it is sense
2: a- of a swarm because sparrows yeah. are so small as opposed to a gull that it almost it starts to feel a little insect like like I think that's yeah. the anxiety that I think he was going for and I, I definitely I was so shocked by it, I think I felt it a little bit.
1: And it's crazy because like he, he they come out and there's like you're like wow that's a lot of sparrows and they're dealing with it and then they cut back to to Rod Taylor and they're still coming out the chimney you're like what yeah. what is going on where did they I really really my first thought really was how did they find this many sparrows on the planet?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do have to give it to them it it looks really good really good I mean it it just looks like uh, how. How many sparrows is it? And although you're at the one, on the one hand, you're like, it's a bunch of sparrows. I don't, what is, I don't feel threatened by sparrows. There's these tiny little things. You think about, wait a minute. All these sparrows are working together to do something very outside normal behavior right yeah. now. And that's when you start going, hmm, this makes me uncomfortable. It's- so you don't, you don't feel threatened. But you're not happy about it.
2: Yeah, that's. I, I. I think that's the thing I felt about the movie. That it's, it's not like that, you know. Sort of anxiety when you hear the music in Jaws, and it's worth pointing out. Mm. There's no music in this movie whatsoever. There's no soundtrack, which is really interesting. It's just horrible bird really? sounds. Yeah. There's nothing. Interesting. Yeah. I did not notice no, that. No, exactly. You don't notice it. It was only when I, I think it was one scene where I'm like, There's there's no score telling me how to feel. It's just this horrible bird sound that just won't seem to stop. Well,
1: okay, so sparrows are amazing. Uh, then another great scene comes right after that not not literally right after, but the next big scene is another one I somehow had forgotten, which was the scene where the um, they go to see the neighbor.
0: Oh yeah mm-hmm.
1: And uh, there is a, a a dead guy without eyeballs. Like, yep, the movie up to that point hadn't, there was a little bit of blood, some scratches, but it was like really kind of laid back in terms of violence. And then they're like, well, sure. now we're going to introduce a corpse whose eyes have been eaten. And it's like, whoa. And, and the reaction is the longest, Jessica Tandy, her reaction is the longest staggering for help I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> So great. She staggers out of the house, staggers past the guy who's there, staggers to her car, gets in the
2: car, drives, gets out, staggers to her son. <laughs> and I was like, wow. It's, okay. <laughs> yeah, but we we, we need to discuss because, you know, there's a farmhand that she greets before she goes into the house to find eyeless guy. And then A... He doesn't seem to notice all the windows have been punched out by birds. <laughs> right, right. And then this old lady is clearly in a state of, of, of great mental you know, uh, you know, pain, and he's still just whittling on something.
1: I mean, <laughs> yes. I, I guess.
2: It's great. He, they, they should find another farmhand. Well, they don't need well, to. I mean, he's,
0: he's out of a job now. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't right. have a Yeah, gig that's, a, yeah anyway. well, that's a
2: good point. Yeah. This is so. Self-
0: Here's something I. I so there's, there's a scene – the whole reason she's going over to this this neighbor's is she has chickens, which she tends to in a lovely matching pencil skirt and <laughs> shrug.
1: <laughs> of course. As, as one does.
0: As one does. Uh, and, the, and the chickens won't eat. And she discovers that her neighbor's chickens also aren't eating, which is very if – you, if you know anything about chickens, it's a little weird. And so she's going over to, to find out if, if maybe the chickens are ill. I'm, I'm incredibly disappointed that nothing comes of the chickens. Yep. Because here's, here's what I really like about the setting that they chose for this movie you've got three very common species of bird featured. You got crows, you got sparrows, and seagulls. Crows and sparrows you see every day, everywhere. They're so much a part of the landscape, you kind of forget that they're animals. You know, they just—they're just sort of your outdoor decoration. Seagulls are comical. You know, like, oh no, seagull stole my French fry. You know, seagulls are just funny, <laughs> and chickens are hilarious as well. <laughs> yes. I, but they—they t- take—he takes these these birds that not only do they not seem like a threat, they seem like. Toys, and then makes them mean, and I love that yeah. because you you have to, you have to bring people like if somebody says, "Dude, eagles are coming out of the sky and scratching people's eyes out," everybody's upset immediately because eagles are scary. Eagle, they got the claws, they got the big beak. You know, they pull fish right out of the water. They're hunters. We know this. They eat meat. Eagles freak us out. Eagles and vultures and all those kinds of raptors just freak us out. Sparrows and cardinals and stuff, we're like, oh, you're so cute, you're Tweety Bird. So you have to get somebody so much further to the believing stage that by the time they're on board with something maybe awry, the gas station has exploded and several people are
1: dead. Yep. It, it, it escalates quickly, it does. I, I just going back to your chicken thought, part of it, it I'm sort of amused by the fact that like in the in the world of birds where they're all sort of sitting together and plotting the overturn of society the chickens are like and we're not going to eat <laughs> it's like that's
2: our and they're, like, they're really? taking a the pacifist approach towards you know avian domination of the world yeah we're, we're having
1: a hunger strike you guys pl- pluck out their eyes we're doing a hunger strike
0: well here's the the chicken thing does come back to so there's a there's a scene in the General store slash diner slash oh, bar. Yes. Where they're giving out sandwiches and Bloody Marys in, in equal measure.
2: And, 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 and fried chicken. I, I yes. noted that.
0: And fried oh, you, chicken. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah undermine.
1: That was, the, that was the big moment. You just stole it from Susan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't well, mean to steal is- it from you. Is this meant to be the, – the whole – okay, so the
0: – so Tippi Hedren is on the phone with her dad to explain what's going on and why she can't come back and the local ornithologist, I guess. <laughs> yes, uh, yes.
1: As, again, great, great uh, – I love that, that that exists in this movie in this tiny town.
0: Yes, exactly. Because every town has, you know, a, an avid beret-wearing
2: ornithologist. <laughs> Speaking of the English, back, no less. Yes
0: right like they just simply don't have the brain pan to cut, bring together such behavior like where are you from because it's not bodega Bay but anyway so she's talking about how n- birds don't mess with people people mess with birds and then the waitress comes out with the fried chicken so my question to you guys is is this is this supposed to be some kind of statement about <laughs> nature fighting back you know? N- People, you've messed you, you, with all your, I don't even know what it would be in this case, industrialization or, or, or your, your tomcatting around and un, having unwed sexual relations and all that. Like, is that what is going
2: on? Or are the birds just pissed for other reasons? Um, I, I, I think it's half of what you said. I think it's the birds attacking, but there isn't a reason. It's kind of to what you were saying earlier. We're like seagulls and sparrows and even crows are such a part of our sort of natural environment that we don't pay attention to them. Mm -hmm. And then what if this thing that we just didn't give much regard to suddenly said, okay, now it's our turn. Hmm. No, that is almost that flat and without meaning. I mean, besides the fried chicken, the ornithologist makes the most brief aside that you know, it, you know, our industrialization is is upsetting their you know it's uh, you know Earth Day for for 1963. I mean, that, it's it's, it's yeah, pretty yeah. much a throwaway line. Yeah, and I, I guess in in doing some some research on the movie, the screenwriter had thought about giving an explanation, and they actually made a conscious decision not to.
1: Okay. So yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think uh, I think it's interesting because. Uh, Hitchcock tries to stay away from themes, uh, like these sort of subtle themes. I think when he's making, making his movies, I think in this case, uh, he created something that was genuinely frightening, uh, and left a void in terms of both explanation and, uh, for like ending explanation, but also just explanation, explanation, you know, about why, uh, why it's going on and all this other stuff. And because of that, all of these theories have sort of rushed in to fill this vacuum and none of them seem to fit. Like there's mm. they, people talk about Cold War and about I, the thing I, the thing I find most interesting in my mind when I was watching this, I, I couldn't help but notice notice this, unlike a lot of a lot of horror, the I mean you know the thing that's out to get them, these birds, mm-hmm. they're there all the time. And there are so many scenes where different characters, mostly Rod Taylor, literally goes out in the midst of like when he's at the farmhouse near the end of the movie, goes out in the midst of like thousands of birds that are all sitting there waiting for him and does something and then comes back in and then goes out and does it again. And like, they don't they don't attack him. So in my mind, the thing that's terrifying about this movie isn't that the birds are out there because as you both have pointed out, they're always out there or even that the birds are killing people. It's that you have no idea why like the mm-hmm. birds, the birds are like, come on on out. We're not going to do anything. May- maybe one crow will bite your finger really hard. Those, those crows, by the way, they're such jerks in this movie. <laughs> Constantly like there's those scenes where they're like grabbing his finger and I'm like, man, I just want to punch that crow in the face. <laughs> but yeah, I like the, the notion that you have a horror movie where the thing that is out to kill everybody or is killing everybody is feared to some degree, but not feared so much that the characters won't just walk out in the middle of them. It, it'd be like a Jaws movie where the shark attack is happening and there's 50 sharks and people are like, okay, I'm going to go drop, jump in the water real quickly and cool off and get back out again and I'll be fine. Like, that doesn't happen. Just,
2: yeah, and the, and the shark is like, I see you. You know, right. um, Br- Brian, that's an interesting point because you know, if, if we were to assume that you know, this bird problem extends past you know, Santa Rosa... And, um, and Bodega Bay, like, it, it, this, this film, I guess, is almost sort of in line with the remakes of Planet of the Apes, where you're just going to have to recalibrate your relationship to some aspect of nature. Like, mm. man right. can That's still exist, point. but he's got to kind of, like, acknowledge the fact that the birds kind of ha- are, 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 are running the show now.
0: Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's a really interesting point, because I never... It never crossed my mind to interpret this movie as things are different now. It was this. This is an incident that is happening and there's a way to switch it off and then everything will go back to normal and birds will just be Tweety Pie. It did not occur to me that like, no, no, that's just that's how we are with birds now. And you got to be real careful when you go outside. That's scary.
1: Yeah, yeah, Because
0: there's a lot of birds. There's a lot of birds out there.
1: So we got before we start getting into like classification, we have to talk about the playground scene. Yes, it's like okay, yes, best move, best scene of the movie, and and most importantly, uh, thanks to Adam. Uh, well, we, uh, at least Susan and I, both learned something amazing about the song, the creepy, creepy song that I think Susan you pointed out was super creepy, and then Adam it's you so figured weird. out. <laughs> where, so tell us all about it, Adam. I want to hear okay. about the song.
2: So the uh, during the famous scene with the jungle gym, where Tippy Hedron is waiting to like let the kids and the teacher know, hey, there's bad things happening. Whole bunch of crows just show up behind her, like all around the school, and now it's like really dangerous. But none of the kids know, and the teacher doesn't know, they're singing this really, really weird song that uh, uh, Susan was correct in pointing out, almost has like a children of the corn type menace to it. It's called Rizzledy Razzledy. It's um, a Scottish song. Now I'm gonna describe to you what it's about. (laughs) It's about a husband and wife, and the wife apparently is recalcitrant in her domestic duties, Uh, cleaning, uh, (laughs) sweeping, cooking, things like that. So the husband, who's a policeman. Shoots As one does. And then apparently offers the same services to other men who also seem to have similar recalcitrant wives. Now, this is, um, I guess it's been traced back to the 19th century in Scotland. There was kind of a slightly altered English version. Then when it came to America, it was more altered to at least take out the ending of, of the shooting, but still has this really nasty you know, idea of like, you know, what a woman's place is supposed to be. Uh, it was then altered again for the sake of the movie. Um, it, it definitely softened some of those blows, but that same streak of not doing what you're supposed to is still very present in the lyrics. And, and, and it's creepy. It's creepy. It's just, it sounds creepy. <laughs> it's creepy, and I gotta say, this also, I think, ties in, and maybe I'm overthinking it, to kind of the notorious controversy around this movie, which was yeah. uh, Alfred Hitchcock's treatment of Tippi Hendren, and really Alfred Hitchcock's overall attitude towards actors. He referred to them as cattle. He saw them as a the necessary evil and really, really hated them. Uh, and so you can kind of look at this song as you're not doing what I want you to do. Yeah.
0: Okay, wait, wait, wait. Back up. Back up. Mm-hmm. What did he do to her? Because I know this is uh, watch the birds, then go watch the movie The Girl. Yes, yeah. Which covers this relationship, but give us some of the, the higher points so, on that so we know what we're talking
2: about. More or less, she was a model prior to the movie. He just took a liking to her and was definitely getting handsy on set, and she was rebuffing his intentions. Uh, this has been backed up both by Rod Taylor and many people who have been on the crew that this really was happening. Um, Hitchcock I don't think is the kind of person that takes rejection well. Uh, he definitely yeah. didn't. He had unfortunately signed her, and she agreed to it, to a seven-year exclusive deal, not with, Uni- with Universal, but with, with Hitchcock him. himself, and never used yeah. her again, and she was not allowed to work. And in effect, pretty much destroyed her career. Wow.
1: Can I yeah. mention for people who don't, don't realize this, because did, I didn't realize it, uh, that Hedren's daughter is Melanie Griffith. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm fascinated by this, but I am. Melanie Griffith was alive when all this was going on. She was I think 6 or 7. Uh and she actually backs up a little bit of the weirdness obviously at a young age notices. But what what's um it, it, you know, his treatment is terrible and the things he was doing is terrible, but to make matters even worse, it seems like and it's hard to tell if this if this comes from him being rebuffed or because he just didn't like actors, but it seemed like he was pretty abusive in the way he set up some scenes yeah. uh, for Tippy. And and because of that, there were some moments that I, I, I assume were in the film. I don't know if those, but like there's a scene in the attic yeah. where she gets mm-hmm. attacked to the point of being catatonic, basically. And you're led to believe, uh, well... I was led to believe that maybe that's the scene where uh, essentially it was supposed to be. I I think a couple of hours of shooting it turned into like what four days or something like that, or fifty-three shots. Mechanical
2: birds, and at the very last minute, he switched it to real birds.
1: Right. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, And he was, and he had these handlers who were throwing birds at her. And so what you see in the movie may or may not be not acting. Her literally just breaking down because after that scene was filmed uh a doctor got involved and said she needed i think what a two-week break or something because she was just at a, a mental like yeah her, at her wit's end.
2: yeah yeah oh i think wow. I, I think it's very similar to what kubrick did to shelly duvall in the taping of uh the the shining just just endlessly abusive and maybe they convinced themselves this was to get a better performance but right probably wouldn't be tolerated today Yeah. So, Uh, maybe maybe it would be, but it shouldn't be. (laughs) The the one interesting corollary to this very bizarre, I guess, nursery rhyme, I really don't know what to to call this, um, is one other scene that stood out to me. Uh, when everything's fine, she's over for the dinner, and the Mm. younger sister just loves her, and she's talking about how her brother's a lawyer, and he's a criminal defense attorney, and he only defends creeps, and then the lawyer explains a current client he has who shot his wife in the head six times. And and she's like, why did she shoot her in the head six times? Because he was a sports fan, and she changed the channel. Yeah. And And, and man, that coupled (laughs) with the nursery rhyme, there is a sexist little, there's something weird going on. That, that is, is definitely weird. I think we know that Hitchcock has problems, had kind of a weird thing with women. Um, it it yeah. brought oh, us the great yeah. masterpiece Vertigo, but that doesn't deny the fact that th- those two things, in contrast to one another, just that yeah. was eye opening. I guess that's and funny. I
0: that goes with. I mean, her the whole uh, character, Tippi Hedren's character, yes. is this she's you know her she's a rich girl who
2: is has low. to
0: find things to keep herself busy yeah. she doesn't have to work and there was an incident in rome last year <laughs> where depending on who you believe she was either splashing around naked in trevi fountain or she was pushed into trevi fountain and so she has this reputation of being this wild child prankster she would the reason she knows the lawyer knows who she is in the first place is she was in court because a prank of hers ended up with a broken window or something like that she's a a wild troublemaking free
2: spirit independent yeah, yeah. independent <laughs> woman
0: and then later there someone in uh, bodega bay who's who's uh hysterical and this is there and hiding out in the general store slash bar slash whatever <laughs> uh says this all started when you got here
1: yeah that's
0: and so that's that combined with the the guy who shot his wife because she changed the channel, and then this nursery rhyme. Eh.
1: It's funny. I I really thought uh, it would have been an interesting movie. I mean, it's obviously an amazing movie, but there's a moment when she kind of the, that lady kind of loses it. She's got her two kids there, and funny enough, earlier in the in the movie, not too much earlier, was defending Tippy tippy's character and saying look if she said she saw what she saw you know she saw it but now she's like everybody said it started when you got here what have you done it it was like she's a witch it was the she's a witch moment and the the movie could have changed they could have made a different movie if everybody had turned on her but then they're like nope birds (laughs) let's let's focus on what's going on the birds you kind
2: (laughs) of see foreshadowing of what like the mist turns into where you have all these people trapped and they do start to turn on one another yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was the, that was the exact thought I had during that scene. I'm like, oh, it's Marsha Gay Harden in, yeah. in the mist. Oh, my. <laughs> well, how about. Oh, is, yeah.
2: I mean, I mean, right before we, we get to categorizing it, that whole scene in the restaurant, you know, you know, there's an ornithologist, which is strange enough. There's a very, very inebriated Irishman who just starts quoting scripture. And then what? there's a man yeah, in the corner do. who's pretty much Captain Quinn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is oh, the greatest menagerie of archetypes I have ever seen, and I, I, I still can't. I think it's being played for laughs, but I, I, I like. And obviously, it's, this is this is the last moment where anybody in the town is debating whether or not the birds are attacking people. Yeah, um, and don't uh, don't forget
1: this. <laughs> don't forget the salesman, the salesman who's like, I got to finish this drink.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the salesman who clearly is making fun of the woman who's scared about her kids. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and- yeah, yeah. So she, so the, the,
2: the,
0: so the woman with the kids is having lunch and, and the kids are getting scared because everybody around her is talking about the birds attacking people. And now the children are scared. So she wants to leave and she doesn't know the way to the freeway. And the salesman's like, well, I'm, I'm headed that way. You can just follow me. She's like, well, let's go. I have to finish my beer first.
2: It's actually, because scotch. before
0: he hits the highway, he wants to make sure yeah. he chugs his alcohol Oh, okay. This is maybe this is why the birds are
1: pissed. They're like, "Damn it!" You know, Windshields. You guys- it's all
2: about the windshields. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it's uh. It, so it it like it, essentially you know to get through it you know they stuff goes south. I almost said another word. <laughs> and <laughs> there's a lot of explosions, and uh, then you know we, we find everybody. Basically, they seem to be. Pretty much the only people left in town. Back at the house, there's some amazing scenes there, uh, including the one that may or may not have shown someone really having a mental breakdown. Mm. Um, and then it ends like in this sort of like, you know, they they came, they terrorized, and then they left.
0: It just it it just kind of stops. The movie just kind of stops. That it's it's morning. They bring up the car. They get everybody into the car end. So the At story eight.
2: behind that is that was not intended to be the ending. Um, oh. the idea was they were to make it to San Francisco, but when they get there, because remember they're up North, if you don't know yeah, sort of yeah. north California geography, when they get to the golden gate bridge, the golden gate bridge is covered in birds. Oh, oh. oh see that would be great. <laughs> the yeah. expense and the yeah. feasibility of that stunt is what, oh. you know, they, they, it, I, I think the movie was actually over budget. Um, oh. and they sort of realized like this may not be possible. And so they decided to go with the more ambiguous ending. Yeah, they, they, oh. they obviously blew their budget on the sparrows. I think that's yeah. what happened.
0: <laughs> that was a lot of sparrows, man. And I got it. I, okay. I don't, I probably shouldn't enjoy this as much as I do. But there's a scene where uh, the lawyer guy, Mitch, is they're all, they're all, you know, buckled down in the house and they've boarded up the, the windows and put furniture up against the doors. And somehow... Without fingers, the birds have managed to pry open the shutters and have pu- broken the glass. And they're like trying to get their heads through the glass. And he reaches his hand out to try and pull <laughs> the shutter closed. And actual real seagulls are biting him.
1: Yeah. I lo- I'm telling you, it's the finger attacks are the best part of the movie.
2: And I, I, so I, I found it very visceral. I, I, yeah. I, I was like, ah, that I imagine that hurts. Right? I just, I'm
0: like, I'm like, sorry, actor. That probably sucked because you probably had to do it a whole lot.
1: But I really like it. I love the scene where they're the door. They're having these conversations. They're talking about, you know, making sure the house is safe. And the whole time in the background, you can yes. see the front door, and there, there's like pecking. And as the scenes progress, holes start forming, and like beaks start coming through, and they're not noticing. And it's like such. I yep. think that's one of the best effects in the movie. That's, I love that's, that.
2: that. That's my favorite part as well, because for some reason, I think sometimes because the, it was obviously technologically very advanced for the time, um, and they were pl- doing things with Technicolor that that hadn't been done before. But you know, they definitely have aged. But that scene, which is more implied, that they're you Ooh. know that they're hunkered down. I found myself kind of like, yeah, uh, probably that that scene, and then the Tippy Hendren scene up in the attic where the were the, the two where I actually surprised myself where I was like, you know, suddenly sitting up and quite engaged with the movie and like going like that must hurt. Cause I stub the my toe that, a lot and I imagine it's worse than that.
0: Oh, it's gotta be because here's the, here's the thing. What, cause like we've been saying, you know, birds are sort of omnipresent, you know, they go, Oh, they, they tweet, tweet. That sounds so pretty. And they look so pretty. Their bodies are designed to break things apart. Their beaks are designed to open up trees or seeds and crack them open. Or clams. Their claws dig. They they are carrying their weapons with them at all times. And obviously the bigger the bird, the more force they can exert. Like a crow, if a crow wants to mess you up. It'll mess you up. A crow's going to do some damage to you. Like that beak is not gentle. A woodpecker, if a woodpecker goes after you, I mean, like they drill through trees. There's actual danger inherent there in these animals that we, we don't think of them as dangerous because they don't have teeth. They don't have claws. They don't, you know, make these big, scary noises like lions or bears or, or what have you. And they're also diminutive compared to us, which is why I think it's smart that it's just so... You get so many of them. I feel like, I feel like insects creep us out inherently... Yeah. Because they're so small. So, like, birds are – they're so small, and we know there's a lot of them. We think of their – you don't think of an ant. You don't think of a bee. You think of a swarm of bees, yeah. an entire, you know, platoon of ants. But birds, you're like, oh, there's a bird on the tree. That's nice. And like, no, there's like a – there's probably, you know, a couple thousand birds outside my window right now, just in the woods. So
1: – Listening.
0: Uh, <laughs> listening, planning, plotting their revenge.
1: Right. All right. So, genres – what is, where, do we, any of you have strong feelings on genres? Which genre would you slap this into?
2: Um, I got to go with nature. I know it seems nature. obvious, but it's just, to me, it really is what if these things we take for granted suddenly didn't take us for granted? And like that to me mm, would be the, kind mm-hmm. of the core of nature horror, natural horror, something like yeah. that. Yeah,
0: I, I definitely agree with that. I do also wonder if there's some kind of and I don't know what the proper word for it would be, some kind of subgenre about innocence? Like, the, the thing that is supposed to be safe suddenly isn't.
2: Right. I see what you mean.
0: You know what I mean? And the
2: innocence being the birds, because birds yes, are yes, yes, inherently yes. benign yes. unless they're geese. I'm very anti-goose, right. right. just so you guys know.
0: Geese will mess you up. They will yeah. straight up come after oh, you. Geese are nasty.
2: I've, i so, I I had a goose bite me on the nose when I was four, and who knows what that did to me? It probably explains your scarred for I am life. Now. Obviously, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I see. I'm leaning. I'm leaning a little bit. I like. I get the nature argument. I'm leaning a little bit more towards psychological, because I think the the attacks are frightening and overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the vast majority of the horror in my mind that comes from this movie is the anticipation, the idea. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, because again, if they were, if you're freaked out about the birds, if the birds are the things that are supposed to scare you, then why are they hanging out with? Them? Why are they walking out there among all the birds and uh, getting their finger bitten? I'm sorry, that scene where uh, where Taylor <laughs> yeah. he like walks out the front door and, and he's walking, the he puts his yeah, and the birds like, nope. And bites it <laughs> And it's like, that's weird because that like that undermines the scariness of this movie, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. for me, yeah. it's like this it's this it's the not knowing, the dread that makes it scary. <laughs> it's more about like, you know, why why are they doing this? What do they know? What is it that's happened that has made them start trying to kill us versus well, I'm scared of these birds that have gone crazy?
0: Oh, that's a very interesting point. Let me ask you this. Do you feel like when you got to the end of the movie, did you feel like this is just now the state of affairs, like birds have taken over, birds are over it, we are now second class citizens on Earth? Or this is an isolated kind of some sort of magnetic storm has made the birds go crazy and that's why this is happening?
1: I mean I I'm leaning more towards the first but I think okay. the the reason for me that the ending works so well is because that's like the other thing like you don't know there's mm. this uh, you know it plays into this unknowing of like you know you're you're walking along one day someone runs out of a jumps out of a bush slaps you with a fish and then runs away and you're like what <laughs> what happened <laughs> what was
0: that <laughs> So then are you scared of bushes or fish I'm No not-
1: you're scared of someone <laughs> some unknown thing happening to you that's the point I'm making <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, the the, the 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 part I loved about the banister scene is, it's kind of like the crow when he bites Mitch's hand is saying, "Know your place, human." Yeah, like, interesting. Like I, I I I am here, so you don't get to put your hand here.
0: Interesting. I never ever during that movie did I have the thought that this is a now sustained state of affairs, and that see, I think that. L- Lends to your point, Brian, because that's that's messed up, well, right? Like, if now you live in a world where you have to be afraid of things that can fly, that you can't just shoot, right? Because, like, good luck shooting a bird. That's funny, <laughs> right? Like that. It's you're.
1: That's. Just I mean, yeah. Not- I mean, it's interesting. I'm I'm sort of starting to come over a little bit, Adam, to to your thought because now it's like, what if what if what this movie is, is us watching birds training humans? Like the birds Ooh, are like- What? Yeah, they're coming in, they're gonna kill a bunch of people, and then they sit down and they're like, okay, let's see how the humans behave. And the humans do something wrong, and they bite them a little bit, and they do something <laughs> wrong, and they bite them. And then they're like, okay, let's kill a bunch more until they learn their lesson. And, and at the end, these three humans, four humans have learned their lesson. And they're like, okay, you could go, you figured it out. You're, you're subservient oh. to us. <laughs>
0: That's interesting. I like that idea a lot. So it's by like, by the way, not for nothing, just don't feed birds bread, okay? They're angry about it. There's no nutritional value there. Give them unpop popcorn.
2: Give them a what? Save a life. Unpop popcorn. Just oh, don't put them in. Popcorn. Yeah. Don't put I them in the microwave Pop-tart. afterwards. And I'm like, I don't think that's good for them either. No. <laughs> give, only give Pop Tarts to the geese because they deserve it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so,
1: <coughs> excuse me. So, I I think I'm now I'm now sort of landing on the side of Adam, and this being a, a nature horror movie, I would say if it's a nature horror movie, it's animals, because it is. It's like yes. Planet Planet of the Birds. That's what yes. I'm, start, I'm. That's the lens I'm now looking through.
0: Okay. 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 Okay.
2: Okay. Hmm. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the feasibility of Planet of the Birds. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: pigeons, you blew it up. Damn you. <laughs> you <laughs> damn dirty pigeon. in the you pigeon's know, like, and, and yeah, and right, Actually, I know.
2: slightly related side note. What, one thing I remember, uh, oh, I'm blanking on the very talented director who did 28 Days Later. Um, anyway, when they were making that movie... Uh, you know, there's that famous scene with Ter- Trafalgar Square completely vacated mm-hmm. of, of human beings. They suddenly realized they, they wanted all life to be gone. But the one thing they couldn't oh. control were the birds. You know, they could never right. get all the pigeons out of Trafalgar Square. See? that says something. Yep.
0: Uh-huh. The pigeons, the puffins. The puffins. In, in, the puffins. in uh oh, Last in, Jedi. Yeah, Last Jedi. Yeah. Uh-huh. Danny, yeah, if the birds rise up, we've got problems.
1: Danny Boyle. By the way, Danny, Danny Boyle, Boyle. Thank you, thank director. You. Um, so I don't know. So I, okay, I've I now I've now switched over. Adam has won the argument with me at least that this is mm. I see this is nature. I think it's an animal subgenre. Susan, yeah. what do you think? Where 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 do you land on this perch? <laughs>
0: yeah, on this perch, yes. I I th- I think yes. I think we'll go nature animal. Although now I'm less sure if I'm scared of the birds because they might peck my eyes out or because they have inherited the earth and now i'm going to be their servant
1: they're going to train us train us to fetch their birdseed and unpop popcorn and pop tarts and
0: <laughs> and <laughs> and, and a- shiny things and mirrors for the crows all right well i'm going to i'm going to type it in then
1: if we're all, all right, okay then. with it i'm going to nature subgenre animals
0: all right. And we – We, we nailed it. it. Uh, nailed it. Another horror movie put in its proper place by the team of long-legged beasties. Hooray. And again, you, you both have given me things to think about that I would never have considered before. And that's why As I find you. these conversations so yes. engaging. Uh, and that is another week in the books. Brian, where can our listeners find you on the internets?
1: Uh, they can find me on Twitter under crescentib, that's C-R-E-C-E-N-T-E-B, or at padandpixel.com.
2: And how about you, Adam? Uh, right now, just on the Twitters, uh, it is at Adam Sessler. Last name is S's and Sam, E-S-S-L-E-R.
0: And you can also find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt, where I will now, just for a point of this, show you pictures of the birds that are outside my house every single day, plotting, planning my imminent demise. Uh, If you have any questions about this episode or suggestions of movies that you would like to see put in their proper place, or if you think we have got it wrong and you just want to tell us what category the birds should be in, you can either contact us on Twitter or you can send us an email to letters at longleggedbeasties.com. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next time.